When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for yet another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. Now, every once in a while, as you know, I get a proverbial bug up my ass about something, and sometimes the resulting podcast or blog is not always exciting to everybody, not something they want to hear. So I'll start today by clearly stating that this little rant is entirely my opinion. It's not intended to be a criticism of any one person, a group of persons, an organization, or an event. It's just sort of a critical review of something that I feel is important. It's a kind of a challenge to the hobby as a whole, and it's actually not going to be as bad as you think it is, but every once in a while somebody gets butthurt about something, so I figured, you know what, I'm going to just sort of lay it out there. It's that time of year again. Um, everyone's buzzing about the, the big worldwide aquascaping contests, and they're getting their entries ready everybody's pampered their planted tanks and trimmed their mosses and they've arranged their wood and all this energy money and time and talent's been devoted to these entries that'll win the praise and awards offered by the judges and the you know aquarium or aquascaping world as a whole and all eyes are on aquascapes it's good stuff it's neat it's exciting um it's fun that there's a, an outlet for this stuff Yep, once again, we're going to see sky forests, you know, fantasy hobbitscapes, underwater waterfalls, roads, and intricately detailed, glued together wooden mosscapes, and some amazing nature inspired tanks, too. And all of these are going to be incredible. They're going to be inspiring work done by really talented and tireless aquascapers who have devoted a good part of the year to it. And once again, in my opinion, an opportunity to do something truly unusual and inspiring will have been dismissed in the pursuit of the ultimate version of what seems to me like last year's winning entry. Yeah, once again, in my opinion, every winner, although stunning and beautiful, will look like the winning entry from 2018, or was that 2020, or maybe 2013? I don't know. Somebody's got to speak up and it might as well be me. <laughs> I'm ranting. Here we go. Yep, I am. Look, a very few skilled entrants will be rewarded. Uh, others are going to be disappointed by the way they were judged. Others will be justly proud of how they fared. And maybe, just maybe, one or two will know that, while they didn't have a snowball's chance in hell of winning, that they pushed the limits of aquascaping by entering something entirely different. Something that made a statement, pushed into a new direction, made some people look, think, and perhaps scratch their heads a bit as they contemplated and tried to comprehend it. An expensive, sacrificial land entered for the sole purpose of truly pushing the state of aquascaping and the execution of aquatic technique and ideas. Okay, let me address the inevitable hate that I might receive from somebody. I'm not dissing aquascapers or certain contests. They are what they are, and they have rules, guidelines, and judging criteria, etc. I get it. What I am trying to point out, though, is what we've long considered progressive in the aquarium world, or more likely the aquascaping contest world, although incredible, is sort of starting to look the same. Almost all of the time, in my opinion. 
I don't. I, I can't knock the achievements of the worldwide talent pool, the entrance to these shows. These people are amazing. Their skills and talents are awesome. It's just that, well, in my opinion, we seem to be doing the same damn thing year after year and rewarding it. And everybody aspires to create tanks that look just like the winners. Now, not that this is a bad thing and not that these executions don't deserve the accolades they get. That's not my point. And it's not against the people that are doing this. It's against the ideas. My point is that it seems like no one really thinks outside the box and tries something totally different. Now, I get that there's some rules and criteria and so forth. However, why doesn't somebody just try to push it within the context of the contest? Apply the same energy given to the tried and true to something entirely different. And not just with biotopes, but perhaps with artistic representations of different ecological niches. Any of which could easily, well, not easily, could easily <laughs> be accomplished by a number of the many talented aquascapers in the world. Everyone on those podcasts and forums talks about how they want to inspire and push the envelope, which is great, and many are. Yet almost every year, in my opinion, new versions of the same moss-covered logscape with crazy names seems to be on everybody's lips. Wouldn't it be amazing if just once... An entrant who truly pushed into a different direction somehow snuck into the winner's circle, somehow deftly satisfying the rigid contest judging criteria while undeniably forging into the unknown. I realize that's unlikely to happen given the judging criteria and all that stuff. But again, I think it would be cool if somebody could somehow use these highly visible platforms to disseminate new ideas, inspiration, and beauty in a completely different way. Aesthetic alternatives that make us really think and maybe smile. Why not do weird, but do it really well? Like, better than it's ever been done before. Really apply all of that talent, that technique, the resourcefulness to something a bit different than an underwater beach scene or diorama tank. Why not take an unusual concept from nature, hello, or otherwise, and apply amazing to it? Surely the contest entry fees might be worth essentially blowing to just show the aquascaping world something truly thought-provoking on the most visible global stages of this craft. Oh, I'd love to see somebody do that. What would be examples of weird done well? Well, here's a few I just came up with. Um, now, of course, these are not all acceptable and appropriate for entries into specific contests. I get that. They are, however, ideas you can utilize, build on, and create within the proper context. Examples of just looking at stuff a little bit differently, perhaps. Here's an example we see a lot cave tanks. Now, yes, everybody's seen a cave tank. Everybody's tried to cave tank at one time or another, but I have yet to see, and I, I can't say that wholeheartedly because I know people will disagree with me, but I haven't seen a really great executed cave tank lately. Um, a lot of thought goes into placement to, you know, rock to produce all those nooks and crannies. It's hard. They usually look pretty cool. However, when was the last time you actually saw a serious aquarium recreation of the interior of a cave ecosystem? I mean a tank in which the entire aquarium is representative of the interior of a cave, right down to the extremely dim light, pigmentless fishes, sediment on the bottom, super clear water. Now, look, this is one that wouldn't be for everybody, for sure, because A, it's kind of dark. <laughs> B, the fish selection is rather limited and not known for color. It's more about the novelty and the morphology here. And three, it's kind of dark. Yeah, perfect, but unusual. Look at karst environments and all these unusual cave environments. We talked about some of these before, but 
the truly cave-like environments are really interesting. Cenotes have sometimes have these little caves and things like that. There's all there's all kinds of stuff you can look up and have fun with. Very different, very memorable. Another idea: African mud holes for annual fishes like Nothobranchius. Yeah, on the surface, this sounds easy and just like a breeding jar or something. You know, throw some peat on the bottom, add your killies, your mud hole, done. Next, Felman, you just describe a breeding jar for killies. No, 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 no. Not going to let you get away that easy. I'm talking more of a, I don't know, be like a paludarium or shallow type setup with a strong terrestrial component. You probably set it up not unlike a terrarium, somewhat barren with patches of terrestrial vegetation here and there and a substrate consisting of a mix of you know, various sediments, fine sands, peat even, uh, an emphasis more in creating the overall look of the habitat than the utility of function. It's not for temporary breeding either, and it would be shallow, probably not exceeding six to eight inches in depth. It's at about 15 and a quarter to 20 centimeters, something like that. Circulation, no. Filtration, not likely. You'd be relegated to small water changes with a, you know, plastic cup or a, a, a Pyrex, you know, uh, measuring cup a couple of times a week or more. Even that's not 100% accurate to, accurate to the biotope, but it's infinitely more realistic than what's been done before. You'll have dark acidic water, a small population of fishes, and the challenging aspect of managing a bio, a bio load of a uh, fish in a more or less filterless water hole. I mean, who's, who's in that? Wouldn't that be cool? There's so much you can do with this, and it's an entirely functional and, yes, sustainable way to keep fishes. Killy breeders have been doing this for a very long time. Um, beta breeders have kept fishes in jars <laughs> you know, for a long time. Here you're talking about something with mud and bacteria and uh, life forms and potential for nutrient, even nutrient export or import via algae and algae harvesting and terrestrial sedges and plants. There's, there's lots of things you can do. I agree. You're going to have to explain it. It's, it's going to be challenging. You're going to have to explain it in your, in your contest entry. You're going to have to explain why your system is sustainable. You're going to have to explain, you know, how the system works. You'll have to show the actual habitats for people to understand this. But it's very different. Very different. Okay, next idea I've always had, and this is for the reefers in me, and this is something, boy, I've wanted to do for years, and I just haven't gotten around to it, and eventually I'm going to, maybe maybe my next reef tank, I don't know, I'm doing one this fall, and I'm, I'm going back and forth on ideas, but how many times do I have to present this one before somebody, or just even me for that matter, tries this? Uh, my excuse has always been not having the time or energy to devote to this kind of specialized project, but I'll go on record and say that that's a lame excuse, and I'm going to act on this at some point. It requires definite crossover skills. Um, this is the Palauan Rock Island. Now, Palau is really an interesting environment. You have these um, essentially coral islands that are sticking up above the water. So above the waterline, you'll see a rich, almost like a jungle environment with lots of um, ferns and, and, and different types of plants that are endemic to the area and trop you know various tropical plants and so forth. And then on the water below, it's a reef type setup. And you'll see corals like aquapora, uh, pasolopora, maybe even some soft corals. It's not super hard, but it's not as difficult as you might think. Uh, you do need to consider the filtration and the water delivery of the aquatic appointment, uh, component. So it's not, you know, you can't half-ass it. It's basically a full-blown reef tank. You need to have an overflow hidden somewhere in there. 
and then you'd be able to have to build a superstructure of rock that goes all the way from the, the bottom up to pop above the water line and you need to keep that sort of self-contained because you're watering it with terrestrial plants you could if you're a diy kind of person you could build some planters in there just look up uh rock islands palau if you google search you'll see some pictures of those and there's some really incredible that would be a really interesting thing because you can incorporate plants and coral um two things that are pretty popular and pretty fun to play with so i would like to try this um again it's something that you need to not only research but you probably take a little bit of artistic liberty with but i think you can solve some of the technical problems and keep this thing amazing using the modern technology that we have at our disposal beautiful led spotlights of which there are many many and you need to get that planted section sort of separated on the island, which means either a pond liner or pots or types of containers to hold plants, soil, you know, hidden in the rock. And you want a nice reef tank, not just a bunch of shitty flags glued to a rock. Grow it. It's challenging. It's not impossible. This may take a year or two years to really look good. I would love to see somebody do this. One day, some rogue reefer with plant skills is going to enter this type of tank into one of those aquascaping snob fests and freak everyone the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, somebody needs to do this and do it well. If you don't, I will. Well, I probably will anyway. I keep saying I'm going to do this, but maybe you'll push me over the edge to act. I'm, I'm going to do it eventually. Yes. Okay, another idea. How about just substrate? Yeah, a tank with no rocks, no woods, no plant, just substrate and fishes. A mix of beautiful sands, gravels, soils, and muds of various grades and sizes, textures, and colors arranged in a natural-looking yet oddly alluring way with appropriate fishes. Yes, there are actual biotopes in South America, Africa, and even Southeast Asia, which are essentially sand communities. They're fascinating in their simplicity, yet surprising in their biological complexity. You'd have to use a deft hand, a lot of restraint. You'd have to understand the fishes and how they live in this habitat. But black water over a sand environment would just be stunning in the right tank with the right proportions. Again, not just any of these would, you know, work out in any contest. In fact, you probably don't even have to enter them in a contest. I just want to see somebody plan, execute, and do this, share it on Instagram or whatever. And, and, and the kind of thing with, with, with something that crazy is that you can execute, do, and inspire people with minimum effort. If you really want to be one of those inspirational people, I get so many people talking to me about, Scott, I want to be an influencer on Instagram. I want to share my work and would you share my pictures and da, da, da. Do something totally crazy like that. And crazy in that it hasn't been done in the hobby before, or at least not extensively. Not crazy in the form of just, you know, upside down floating balls of, you know, Java moss. I'm, I'm talking crazy in terms of look at the natural world, replicate something unusual and execute on it. Now, look, show fellow hobbyists that it's okay to do things that make us uncomfortable once in a while. Something different yet compelling. We're not entirely inexperienced at this concept in our little niche, are we? I've seen dozens of examples of botanical style and blackwater tanks and even a few brackish now that you've created already that would present an entirely different aesthetic to the usual stuff that we see served up as progressive and brilliant in the greater aquarium world. You know, it's okay to do incredible a bit differently than everybody else and maybe, just maybe, inspire a few others in the process. Mental shifts, right? We all know about those, right? Yeah, not everyone will, of course. But I think a few people might. You might be able to reach some people and really change the aquarium world. 
Now, look, I guess the optics on this rant may not be great for everybody. Some people are going to be offended by it. It's okay. Not everybody likes this sort of talk. Not everyone feels it's productive or well thought out or whatever. It ruffles some feathers. I get it. I can see the criticism. In fact, I'll write my own. You know, Feldman ignorantly rips what he perceives as the establishment, then serves up a few lame, nebulously developed ideas in the name of pushing the envelope, all the while convinced that his arrogant misinterpretation of the aquascaping world is even remotely useful. All talk, no action, blah, blah, blah. Okay, get it. Ah, that's the advantage of having your own podcast. I can do my own criticism. But seriously, you don't have to do it for a contest. Do it for yourself. Do it for the hobby. Do it for the sake of doing something a little bit different. Do it for nature, representing an unusual habitat that perhaps nobody's thought about before in a way that's never been executed before. Beautifully, realistically, and functionally above all. Not just a static display, set it up for a few weeks and forget about it. Do it in a tank that you can manage. Even the mud hole can be managed. Trust me, as a guy who's done some of these crazy ideas and other crazy ideas, you can make it work. Nature gives you a prototype. You just need to learn the operating rules. Do it for yourself, but do it visibly to inspire and, I don't know, bring light to the world. Do your best. Do whatever makes your heart sing. And just occasionally, every once in a while, do weird and do it really well, regardless of what anyone says. Your vision might just inspire another hobbyist to do something that's never even been contemplated before. These are the moments we live for, the moments that make facing challenges, fears, and criticisms all worth it in the end. Okay, I'm off my soapbox for now. (laughs) Stay bold, stay relentlessly creative, stay inspired, stay inspirational, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tent and Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tent.